Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh. Again, another edition of the Blue Stable Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. I am Michael Pivia. As always, you know, always got to adjust the glasses, you know. Uh, always got the glare, got the headphones, got the mic. You know what it is. Always, every time. Joined by me, Dustin Adams. Rashad won't be here tonight. He's got some things he got to take care of. Lovely family, family night. All joyous around the McGinnis household. So, Dustin. It's going to be you and me tonight, buddy. Uh, should we expect anything? I don't think we're going to get into anything much. It's, it's going to be a smooth show. We're, 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 we're gonna, it's going to be pretty smooth. We're going to start out a little hostile um, because I, I just have to say the impression of me that was done on last week's episode did not go unnoticed. It was disrespectful. Um, I have considered suing um, for slander. Um, we'll see. We'll see if I decide to go that route with Mr. Pivia here, but uh, it's good to be back. Um, whenever I'm whenever I'm gone, something crazy goes amuck. Last week it was an impression, apparently. Um, but for whatever reason, me and Rashad, we just find ways to miss each other on podcasts recently. Uh, he'll be on. I can't be on. I'm on. He's not on. Uh, I promise. Me and Rashad are close, guys. We're, we're we're not just like tagging in and out because we don't like each other. That's not the case. Backstage um, beef. Because trust me, if I had to back out from anybody, it's not Rashad. I, I won't. I won't say who it is. But <laughs> Des, Destin said Rashad couldn't cook steak right, so Rashad got pissed. <laughs> but but we, we have a fun one. We're we're gonna be breaking down some information that came out for the Colts. Uh, we're gonna be. I know we're gonna be talking about the NFL schedule that just released, especially the Colts schedule. Um, but I, I believe we're gonna talk about uh, some breaking news for the Colts to get this all started, right, Michael? Real quick before we get into that, how much are you going to sue me for? How much am I worth? Um, I uh, am not at liberty to share anything oh. um, at this time. Just um, so you, just so you know, if you do want to sue, you have to find a lawyer in Temple since the crime was committed in in Texas. Just so you know. Well, we'll figure it. We'll figure it. We'll, we'll figure all that out, guys. We're even though I'm getting sued by by one of my great friends, one of the guys I consider brothers. We're going to continue on with the show, okay? Um, I'm glad you enjoyed that impression of you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Everybody else enjoyed it. I know Rashad enjoyed it. So I will say that. But, yes, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. 
for the Colts. They did sign former 1,000-yard rusher Philip Lindsay. He, he's been with the Broncos, broke out there his rookie year, second year, went to the Dolphins, or I mean, uh, sorry, the Texans, and now he's with the Colts. Uh, this sort of sparked some very interesting debates, Destin. I was off in another Twitter world, you know, like laying on the clouds, happy, uh, talking about different sports. And I come back to Colts Twitter and we're having conversations about Hines getting kicked out to wide receiver because Lindsey needs to be running back number two. Destin, t- tell me what, what all that was about, dude, because I saw that and just left. I mean, I think for the most part, the group of people online that have been wanting to move Hines to slot, that, that was already their opinion. I don't think Phil, the Philip Lindsay signing did anything to that. It just brought the conversation back up. For everything I've heard, the Colts are not – I just want to say that right now. From everything I've heard um, from a team source, I do not expect Naeem Hines to move into a sole receiver-type role. Um, I think they really do like his ability to run from the backfield even. I think we're going to see him have more carries this year than he ever has. Um, and the other thing that people keep talking about is how good Jonathan Taylor was last year. But if you just look across the division even in the AFC South, we've seen Derrick Henry be very dominant. In this past year, that first injury happens, and we're going to see if Derrick Henry is the same player this year. I don't want to have to go through that with Jonathan Taylor, so I don't want to do the same thing that the Titans have done. The Titans ran that man's wheels off, and now they've put new wheels on. We just got to figure out if he's the same guy with the new wheels. I don't want to see Jonathan Taylor lose wheels like that. I want to see him have a very long productive career and I think him and Naeem Hines could be a dynamic type duo um, in the backfield and I don't think Philip Lindsay changes that I think he's a really solid depth signing Um, he's going to get to battle it out with a lot of these second year undrafted rookies that are on the roster Deion Jackson um, returning as well I think there's a situation where the Colts could even keep four running backs. Um, It just kind of depends on how the camp battles go, but there's going to be a good nine, 10 running backs in camp. Uh, Philip Lindsay isn't even guaranteed a roster spot. Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor aren't going anywhere. Philip Lindsay, he probably is the favorite for that running back three spot. Um, But some of the stuff online was just nuts. Yeah. Um, me personally, you know, remember what I said after the season, Destin. I enjoyed watching Jonathan Taylor go for 1,800 yards. I enjoyed all of it, but we missed the playoffs because we couldn't pass the ball. And when your running back has 1,800 yards, that means you can't really pass the ball effectively. So I said, Jonathan Taylor, enjoy it because it's not going to happen again. So by that, meaning the passing game is going to step up this year, I hope. And Naheem Hines gets involved a lot more because I think Naheem Hines burst through the middle, through the hole, I think is probably faster than Jonathan Taylor. Now, just going straight down the field, that's Jonathan. But in terms of just burst getting to the hole, I think I think Hines is, is a step quicker than Jonathan Taylor. And I want to see more, more carries from Hines this year. As, as far as Lindsey goes uh, – you know, he's he's had 1,000-yard years, had a couple injuries that set him back, but he's he's proven he had two solid years in Denver and, you know, went to Houston. Houston was bad, so couldn't really do anything there. But solid, solid depth signing, camp body, 
like you said, there, there's Devontae Price, CJ Verdell, there's Deion Jackson, there's there's great running back. Well, not great, but there's good running backs who are going to have a chance to probably out snap him, out beat him in special teams. And me personally, looking at the lineman depth, looking at the defensive line, how many secondary players are they going to want to keep? I think they keep three running backs on the roster. Honestly, I don't see them keeping four, especially, you know, what do you do at quarterback? Do you bring in Nick Foles? Are you sticking with Sam Ellinger at quarterback too? I don't know. So I, I think for right now, it's still going to be three running backs. But if we want to say Lindsay's the favorite for number three, oh, okay. Uh, it, it's number three running back. So I'm not going to spark a debate over number three running back. But, hey, it's a guy who's done 1,000 yards. And, hey, if he makes the roster, great. I want as many guys on the roster that make us better. Uh, other than that, Destin, the schedule release came out last week and i was pleasantly surprised four primetime gates technically i count it as three i don't want to count the thursday night one but technically i'll make you happy destin four thursday night is counted as primetime so the colts have four primetime games two of them at home and neither of those is the thursday night game neither of those it's monday night football against the steelers and Destin, you've talked about the Chargers being the game that you're most excited for. That one is on Monday Night Football. I've talked about a game that I want to go to for the last year, Colts traveling to Dallas on Sunday Night Football. So I'm excited. But before we get there, okay, before we get there, we got to talk about, you know, what the elephant in the room is. It's been, what, six, six, five days or so. We know what the schedule looks like now and we got some opinions so the biggest thing immediately Destin and I love it me personally I love it we got five division games in the first seven weeks five division games in the first seven weeks me personally I love it I love it. That taste in their mouth after Jacksonville is still there. It's going to still be there come week one. And why not make that, right that wrong by literally sweeping the AFC South early? Why not? I love it. Me personally, I know people are like, oh, I want them spread out. No, I want the entire division right there when we're pissed off, when we're ready. I like it, but uh, of course there is, there there is you know like concern. There is oh maybe it should have been spread out. What what is your opinion uh, for this first point of, about the schedule? Five division games in the first seven weeks. Oh, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan that it fell that way, um, but I mean it's either going to be a great thing or, or a bad thing. Like that's just where it's going to be. If you take care of business, you come out on fire um, to start the year, which they haven't in years past, but if they're able to come out, um, we had a very good show up at mini camp um, this past week, rookie mini camp going on now, OTAs coming up where it looks like we're going to have a good amount of players in town for it for the first time in forever. Um, more importantly, we're going to have the quarterback in town, uh, Matt Ryan, because we didn't have many OTA setups for Phillip Rivers. We didn't have a great OTA setup for Carson Wentz. 
Matt Ryan coming. They wanted this. They really wanted to prioritize whoever was going to be under center for the team next year was going to be here ready for OTAs. Um, so it's going to be about getting started early. There's a lot of things in those first seven weeks um, that they're getting some. They're going to try to get some monkeys off their back. They haven't won a week one um, game um, in eight years. Um, and you're going to see a very big trend with eight years because then week two, we're going to Jacksonville. We haven't won in Jacksonville in how many years? Eight years. Um, th- that first two right off the back. Um, get those monkeys off your back. Start out 2-0. and I think the rest will kind of play itself out. The other thing about those first seven games, five of those seven are going to be divisional games. The other two are tough AFC teams. Uh, we're going to have the Chiefs. We're going to have the Broncos. Broncos being at Denver. That's a, that's a tough first seven. But again, if you go through that seven and you do well, that's set. That we're going to know who this team is going forward. We're going to know who the Colts are after those first seven games. Now, I will say my least favorite part of it is that second game at Tennessee. We're getting them off their bye. That 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 one I didn't like to see. Um, they have that week six bye um, early early in the year. Um, so that's a little rough for them, I guess, but to go right off their bye to playing us, that always sucks. It, it kind of makes that first divisional game against Tennessee, even more important in my opinion, um, where you got to take care of business. Um, so as long as the Colts come out and be the team, we think they can be five of the first seven being divisional games is a good thing, but, but that's a big if right now looking at years past. Yeah. One of the monkeys off their back is like you said, Starting out 0-1 or even 0-2. Uh, haven't gone 2-0 in a very, very long time to start out the year. You start week one in Houston. You would think you would think you should win that game, right? Uh, week two, obviously everybody, you know, oh, my gosh, you haven't won there in a long time. On paper, the Colts should win. They are that much more talented than Jacksonville. They should win. I don't know why – the league likes putting off the Colts home opener later than usual most of the time, but that's what ha- well, that's what's happening. The home opener is going to be against the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and the crew coming to town. But f- for me, I mean, I I just love I love having the division games early, and it helps set the tone for the season, knowing that. We've dropped some division games in the past, and they've come back to bite us. So as soon as week one gets here, or even when training camp gets here, it's an entirely different mood. It's an entirely different atmosphere, energy than in years prior. Yeah, we can have fun on the field, but we need to get things in gear, and we need to get things going. Because as soon as we get into the season, there's not going to be any weeks off, because that's literally seven straight AFC games that technically can put you back if you're not careful in the wild in the playoff potential playoff standings, tiebreakers, everything. So take care of the division. Maybe take care of one of those AFC West games. Obviously, another one here: the return of Carson Wentz coming to Indianapolis. That game is going to be at home against the Washington Commanders. The day right before Halloween, I know some people were out there, oh, should people dress like clowns to, you know, clown Carson Wentz? Me personally, guys, it's not that deep. It's it's really not. It was one year. 
okay, all right. It's not like he trashed the fan base or anything. It's not like he trashed Jim Irsay. So Carson Wentz coming back, man. I think that's going to be a CBS game. Maybe, maybe should that be a uh, Tony Romo, Jim Nance game, you think? CBS got a lot of our games. Um, I, I saw on the – and CBS is notoriously known to be the AFC, yeah, the AFC. Um, conference for, for the networks anyway. Um, so it looks like we're going to be on CBS a lot. Um, we'll see, I guess, which um, crowds we – which analyst crews we uh, draw. But you would think that's going to be a highly media-based game. I mean – Again, I mean that that's that's your first NFC game. Your first NFC game still a lot of drama going to be building up to that because I mean, you just look at all the in between the lines here, just reading in between the lines and more happened in the background of this Carson Wentz Colts season. I mean, the way the Colts talk about it, the way that Carson feels disrespected when his in his interviews with Washington already, more went down. And that's going to come down on the field. I expect it to be a loud environment. Our fan base turned on Carson as soon as the season ended, as we all saw, uh, for a good reason for the most part. And then we saw what the Colts said, and they never had any inclination of believing in Carson Wentz post that game. Never made a statement that even made it even semi-believable that he could be back next year. And he was never going to be back. That's no knowledge now. So that's going to be drama in that game. That that first eight games, man, it, it's interesting. Just a lot to, to go into there. I do like that through the first eight, you're going to, you're going to get four road, four away, four road, four home. Um, that's, that's not bad. I mean, equal one out there after having to start on the road for the first two. I think when it comes to Washington, I think there's going to be more bad blood on Carson than there is going to be for the Colts. Carson's going to come in more motivated than maybe the Colts are because I really don't like, I'm not behind the scenes, but of course we've heard a lot of things and I still don't understand why the Colts would come into this. Like I want to beat this mother effer. Like I, I still don't understand why the Colts would even want to do that. Like he was a bad quarterback. You moved on. You got a better one. Okay. But for Carson's case, he's going to come in and he's going to try and put on his best performance he's had in two years. So, and, and it's Washington. They're going to have Chase Young back. Their defensive line, we all know is great. Defense, is, are they, they going to be a little bit more healthy this year? Is the offensive line going to be better? Can Carson Wentz be any good the running backs, wide receivers, what's going to happen with Washington? I, I think, you know, because you play the NFC East this year, I don't know who's going to win that division. I really don't care. It definitely got tougher, but more so in the draft, they got tougher. So it'll be a little couple more years before we truly see these teams ascend. Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But another one right after Washington New England, and like you said, uh, more headlines, more drama. Here comes New England. You beat them on Saturday the year before. You had Jonathan Taylor run all over them. There was that big fight, or it wasn't big, but there was a scuffle between Michael Pittman Jr. and Kyle Duggar. Michael Pittman Jr. was pushed in the back by Kyle Van Noy. You know, all these cheap shots, all that's going to be in there. And, And a November game in New England, 
So that probably means a lot of rain, right? It's probably going to be rainy in New England because that's it, it's either rainy, windy, or cold as hell. It's never sunny. I've never seen a sunny game in New England. I don't know about you. Um, I mean, it, it's probably cloudy. It's going to be like a high of 62. If it's not raining, it's going to be an overcast, probably rain the most majority of the day. November is a tough place to go um, to Gillette Stadium anyway. But, I mean, New England's New England, man. I mean, in Foxborough. But Foxborough is a place where you never want to go. Uh, it was great drawing them at home last year, getting to go watch that game here in the – there's still distaste between these fan bases. People want to say that that rivalry is over, but the Colts fans are going to hate the Patriots till the day they die. Patriots fans may not care as much about us. We're going to be honest, but Colts fans, our side of it, there's just distaste. that's always going to be there for new England Um, without Tom Brady, with Tom Brady, with Belichick, without Belichick, the Patriots are just those, that team going to Foxborough is going to be a tough environment. Obviously, but it's another game where it feels like on paper we're the better team. It's a lot of – another thing that we haven't talked about through this first nine, that's a lot of second-year quarterbacks in these first nine. We, we get Davis Mills twice. We get Davis Mills once. We get Trevor Lawrence twice. We get Mac Jones once. That, that last year rookie class, we're, we're just going to – we're going to run through them a little, little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, the young guys, like like we said, they had some pretty bad years last year. Mac Jones did make it to the playoffs, probably had the best year out of all of them. Davis Mills probably had the second best year. Everybody else kind of wet the bed a little bit. But again, Trevor Lawrence, do you expect him to stay down? Maybe not with Doug Peterson, who is a good offensive mind. Mac Jones, more weapons, more draft picks. You know what the New England Patriots are going to be with Bill Belichick. That's going to be week eight, Washington, week nine, New England. New England is going to be on the road, of course. So Indianapolis going to New England. Week 10, going to Vegas. So this is, you know, what, what do you think, Destin? You know, team hotel, maybe an hour outside of Nevada. Maybe they get a hotel in California. Can we have nobody have any time out of the hotel for this Vegas game? I mean, every time – players are in vegas it feels like ever since the raiders have moved here somebody gets in trouble i mean we, we had the kamara issue over this past year obviously the henry rugg situation that just occurred um that's a way worse situation it, 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 having a team in vegas makes sense for revenue purposes yes but man oh man has it been troublesome already very uh, for when the for when the players are there um, so circle that one. Just make sure that we can get out of that week healthy. We can get out of that week without any uh, off-the-field issues. Yeah, team, um, team hotel maybe an hour or two away, maybe. Maybe. Like, do what you got to do to stay out of Vegas. Hey, but, but maybe that's that – is that the Rocky Sin revenge game? Three interceptions maybe coming out with a vengeance? I mean, but we, 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 can we, maybe Yannick revenge game. Yannick's right. – Yannick's had a little bit more distaste about it. I mean, Yannick saw them. He had another good year. They replaced him. They signed Chandler Jones. Um, who An older saw, Chandler Jones. Com, coming off a year where he was injured already, decided to sign Chandler Jones instead of keeping Yannick, who him and Crosby had a really good, were a really good duo last year. Uh, the defensive changes could have been a part of that as well. But Yannick has some distaste about it. He's already had interviews where he's talked a little bit about it, saying he knows they're on the schedule and he has that game circled. So we'll see kind of what happens. It feels like we play the Raiders every year. 
How, how many years in a row is this that we played the Raiders? I want to say at least five. No, it's it, yeah. I, as far as I can remember, week 2018. As far as that's as far as I can remember. I haven't checked. I, we've 2017, got, we had to have played them every single year that we, Reich's been here. I, I think do not we lost, remember. I think we lost in 2016. I want to say. Well, I remember there was the game, the year that Carr was on pace um, to be in the MVP conversation. He gets hurt against us. I think that was 2016. No, I think so. You missed the playoffs. You missed the playoffs that year, yeah. So, I, like, it's it's uh, it's interesting one. We, Raiders every year. Derek Carr gives us troubles. I mean, we we saw uh, what Renfro did to uh, old Kenny Moore last year. Oh so yeah, Kenny Moore should have that one circled. Week ten, because Ren, Renfro put him on skates last year. Devontae so Adams. Devontae Adams. They only they're now. only getting harder. I mean, Devontae yep. Adams, Hunter Renfro, um, Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs. That's going to be a fun offense. That's a fun team. It's definitely going to be a good one. Definitely going to be. And even the defense, you know, Trayvon Merrick, he's going to have year two under his belt. Uh, This is week 10, so he's going to have plenty of football. Got the corners out there. You know, they got the pass rushers. Me personally, I really don't understand shipping off Yannick and going and getting Chandler. Shipping out, you know, potentially four more years of a good pass rush duo for like one or two. Like maybe they're going all in. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't have signed Jones to ship off a younger Yannick, but that's just me personally. We think it could have been done with Yannick really has only had that greater success under Gus Bradley defenses. I think Gus Bradley's defense really caters to his play style. It's a perfect setup for him. So I think once the knowledge was that McDaniels was coming in, getting his own guys, and the guy like Chandler Jones is on the market, that probably what got weighed in there as well. I agree, though. If I had to pick between Chandler Jones paying him what they paid him and trading away Yannick for a corner, I would have just kept Yannick. But I'm not going to complain about it. Um, the Colts ended up with Yannick. The Colts ended up signing uh, a corner to replace the spot that some people might know of, uh, one Stephon Gilmore. So uh-huh. I, I think I think Indianapolis is going to be just fine. Week 11, the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to Indianapolis. Nick Sirianni makes his return to Indianapolis after leaving Indy to become the Eagles head coach. Made the playoffs in his first year. It was a very ugly ugly performance in the playoffs uh i don't think they beat a single playoff team or a team above 500 so hey you know they they got a little bit more talent offensive line defense got a little bit better they added some talent there but you still have jalen hurts at quarterback i'm still very feeling very good about this game jalen hurts strikes zero fear into my heart but it's just a team around them. Can they get Devontae Smith the ball? Do they have any type of plans for Rager? Are they going to ship him off even before this game, maybe cut him? Because it's been very disappointing for him in his career. But they still have other weapons there in Philadelphia. So, you know, this game is probably going to be circled again. Maybe Frank Reich has circled it. Nick Sirianni, his protege, Eagles coming to town week 11. Yeah, I mean, this game could have had even more emotion if Carson Wentz was still the quarterback. Um, and that game is going to happen next year as well, where Washington's going to play Philadelphia twice, obviously. Um, 
looking at the Eagles, I mean, they're a very well-improved team. They drafted well. They stocked up picks for next year. And the reason they stocked up picks for next year is because they also don't really believe in Jalen Hurts yet. Um, they obviously were telling everyone that because why else are you trading back in round trading back in round one to begin it with the Saints just to stockpile picks for next year? Um, it, I'm just saying, like, why else are we doing that? But they improved AJ Brown. I'm, I'm excited that we're still going to get to play AJ Brown because I ever since Stephon Gilmore signed here, I wanted to lock up AJ Brown more than anything. Um, so I love that we're going to get the chance to see that. Um, in week 11, um, home game, I'll be there, um, repping the shoe there. But, uh, I mean, the Eagles, it's a good roster. I like Nick Sirianni. I want him to have success, but I hope we beat him by 30. Their fans, man, over this past year, so annoying to deal with through the Carson Winsich stuff going on. Did they win the trade? Congratulations. Yeah, you won the trade. Um, but we're going to win week 11. That's all that matters to me right now. Yeah, I like things that didn't even have to do with Philly. They were in our mentions all the time, I guess, man. Oh, well, that's going to be a fun one. And you talked about second year quarterbacks. Maybe we play a rookie and this might be the only rookie that plays this year. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh, drafted in the first round. Is he going to beat out Mason Rudolph? It's going to be a sticky competition, man. Whoa, they... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you didn't even mention Mitchell Trubisky now. Come on. Come on. Mason Rudolph. Is, okay. Is, 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 Kenny Pickett. Okay. Let me throw out Mason Rudolph. Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. There I'm you not... go. Kenny Pickett. I, I, I'm very curious to see how that quarterback battle uh, comes out. Was kind of I, Kenny Pickett was one of the guys I was kind of low on. So, do I want him to win the job more? Possibly. Uh, you know, they did draft George Pickens. Uh, other than that, you know, offensive-wise, Pete Fryermuth, he can break out as a tight end. But that defense in Pittsburgh, you always – Pittsburgh is one of those teams that you always feel like it's always around Indianapolis, just like, just like Vegas, just like the Raiders, the Pittsburgh Steelers, always a thorn in the side of the Colts. It feels like we, we always lose – don't even get me started on 2020. I don't don't even get me started on that game. Don't even get me started there. But Steelers, Colts, nothing like it. I'm glad we're not going to Pittsburgh. This is a primetime game, as we said earlier, Monday night football um, hosting Pittsburgh. I really don't know if it's going to be Pickett or Trubisky. Um, Everything they're saying in the media, I mean, it's not similar to Chicago last year where they draft fields um, at 10 higher than um, Pickett goes here to Pittsburgh and right away say they're starting Andy Dalton. Fields is the backup. Fields is going to be learning this year. Tomlin was the opposite, really. They draft him, and then as soon as the draft post day one goes out, they talk about how much they liked him, how they that was number one quarterback on their board, even though he was the first quarterback taken that day. So obviously he was the first quarterback on their board, but they, they wanted to tell us multiple times in that interview that he was the first number one quarterback on their board. If if this is an actual camp battle, and Pickett loses to Trubisky, that's that's got to be a red flag. If I'm a Steeler fan. I'm not trying to dog on Trubisky. I don't think he's bad. I, when, I, when they signed him, I thought it made sense. Get a little stopgap type quarterback. I think Trubisky is definitely serviceable. They have good enough players around him to play well. But then you look at their division. 
Joe Burrow is going to be there for the next 10 years. Lamar Jackson is going to be there for the next 10 years. They just traded for the Browns just acquired Deshaun Watson, who if he's on the field is going to be talented for the probably the next decade. And then you draft a guy who has a ceiling that's probably lower than all four of them, which is what was very shocking to me. I don't know who's going to play us week 12. I don't. But I do know this is just another monkey we need to get off our backs. We need to win week one. We need to win in Jacksonville. We need to win the AFC South. We didn't talk about that earlier, but that's the big one that we need to get off our back. You know how long that one's been? Eight years as well. We got to beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just another team that has had our number. I don't think we've won against Pittsburgh since 2003. We have, I'd have to do my research on that, um, but it's early 2000s for sure. The last time we beat Pittsburgh, they beat they beat the pit they beat the Steelers in the playoffs in 2005, right? Or 2006. Uh, well, well, they may have beat them in the playoffs. I guess. I, oh, okay. I was, regular season. Okay, regular season. I say I, I'm I'm talking strictly. Um, that but I, I'll get the exact number for you. But week yeah. twelve is going to be an interesting one. Week twelve is going to be the uh, first Monday night game for the Colts, and uh, we actually skipped over it. Week five against the Broncos on the road. That's going to be Thursday night football. Week thirteen, I'm all, I'm going to this game. All right, I might even do a blue stable vlog on the road in enemy territory. Colts going to Dallas, going to make the trip. I'm going to make the trip two hours up the road. Sunday night football. And this is interesting. Back-to-back primetime games. Uh, They might have a day off or a day shorter than the Cowboys would because they're going to play on Monday night, and then they'll travel uh, Saturday and be there Sunday night. This is Sunday night, man. I Honestly, I was kind of shocked the Colts and the Cowboys got Sunday night football because – there's literally no bad blood or any type of rivalry between the Colts and the Cowboys. Like, they rarely meet. They only meet every four years. But maybe there is – maybe there's extra juice this time. Last time the Colts and Cowboys faced off, the Colts absolutely shut out the Cowboys. They made a mockery of them. Darius Leonard mocked Leighton Van Der Esch for Leighton even thinking he was in Darius Leonard vicinity atmosphere any national analyst thought Leighton Van Der Esch was better than Darius Leonard there was motivation in that game and now well I can't remember if it was this last year but Matt Ryan went to Dallas and gave up what was it a 28-31 point lead in Dallas so now maybe this is maybe I think this is one of those games that was altered once the Matt Ryan trade went down I think this may have been one of those that were altered. You know, let's get this into prime time. But I'm excited about this one because, again, it's the NFC East. Are, are they going to be good this year? I don't know. Is the winner of the division even going to hit double-digit wins? I don't know. But Cowboys, uh, you know, they, they drafted Jalen Tolbert. CeeDee Lamb's going to be the number one. Michael Gallup will be returning from an ACL. Ezekiel Elliott needs to get his workout and conditioning in a serious way. Dak Prescott, you know, solid quarterback, uh, but the defense needs to you know, stay healthy. It, it needs to stay healthy. Defense, you know, is pathetic, sucks, ass, uh, bad. So, and of course, it's Mike McCarthy who literally does not know anything about football. So, what do you think about this game? I mean, first of all, 
going back to the Steelers conversation, we haven't won against Pittsburgh since 2008, to be exact. Um, and looking at week 13, I'm kind of shocked this is the primetime game too. There's some there's some good games that didn't get primetime slots here. I mean, we're, we're looking at Titans-Eagles is a 1 o'clock game. Um, the A.J. Brown trade probably was already uh, made after the schedule was finalized. Who wants to watch Tennessee? Honestly, who wants to watch um, But I mean, there's at least bad blood that it's going to happen with the A.J. Brown trade. Um, there's, there's some fun ones here, though. Broncos-Ravens is at 1 o'clock that day instead of a primetime game. That's going to be a fun one. Garbage. Stop. Chargers-Raiders, that's going to be oh, a fun game. That, okay, so that's if, 425. Honestly, if the Cowboys or the Colts absolutely suck this year, this could get flexed out and that one could get flexed. Oh, but then this, one's an, this one might be even better. Um, well, I don't know about better, but it's on the same caliber. Uh, the other four o'clock game, four twenty-five start is Kansas City, Cincinnati. Oh man, dude, I am surprised this one got that slot. Like, th- there's got to be something that honestly that, that these the Monday night makers saw the Monday night. This, I mean, the Sunday night. This is Monday night football, right? No, this is Sunday night football. Sunday night football. This is Sunday night football. Monday night football. Isn't better than either of those games that got the four o'clock start either. I mean, the Saints at Bucks is the is the Monday night football game. Nah, who wants to watch the Saints? Come well, on, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. The Colts and Cowboys and Saints at Bucks got the primetime slots there, but Chargers at Raiders and Chiefs at Bengals didn't. That that's crazy to me. But well, I, mean, I think I think it's because they had other primetime games earlier it, b- before those weeks. I think uh, they had like two each. So, but yeah. I mean, it'll be a fun game. The, there's been some battle back and forth between some of the picks the Colts and Cowboys have made. My favorite um, one to go back to is Cowboy fans really thought Van Der Esch was better than Darius Leonard. Um, they they really, really wanted to believe it. Uh, I think they've come back to earth now on that, obviously. But, I mean, the Cowboys, they're a team that have multiple key players that kind of struggle staying healthy to draw them on the latter end of the schedule. Might not be that bad. Um, are they going to come in 100%? I mean, I doubt anyone's at 100% at week 13. Um, but the Colts hadn't had a bye up until this point. This is the last game until the Colts get that bye week at week 14. Heading to the bye uh, with some momentum, hopefully, on their side. But, I mean, I, you love to have prime time, and we're going to Jerry World. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun one for sure. And you're going to make the trip and, and come with me, right? Uh, hey, we'll, we'll see. Well, that, look at that. It's December 4th. December 4th. Yes, sir. Early, early December. Um, you're going to give me an early Christmas gift and buy me a plane ticket? I can buy you a ticket, not the plane. All right. You'll, you'll get the game. I have to cover the plane. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. So, uh, the, I mean, the tickets we get, we might be, like, at the top of the stadium hanging, like, off the AC uh, vent. <laughs> We might have those type kind of tickets, uh, and they're cheap right now, actually, dude. They're like $25 right now. Of course, the nosebleeds, but, you know, you want to get a little bit lower. So, um, you know, last last quick point on this one. I don't know, and I quite frankly don't care who wins the left tackle spot, but whoever wins it, please just block Micah Parsons. Braden Smith, he'll he'll, he'll lock down big gum, yapping, loudmouth Demarcus Lawrence. Brandon Smith will lock him down. I don't give a damn if it's Pryor or if it's Ryman. Just block Michael Parsons, please. I'll just say that. So other than that, after week 13 primetime, after having back-to-back primetime games, you're going to have your bye week. 
I hate this bye week in week four. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because you're starting work technically in like May or April. You're already starting work. That goes into heavy preparation in training camp. And then you go into the season. You know how, how much hours you have to spend, how many days you have to spend breathing, eating, sleeping, football. These guys are husbands, they're brothers, they're, they're, they're fathers, they're whatever the case you want to be. And they have to do that for 13 weeks straight. And then they get to their bye week, week 14. They're worn out. They're tired. They want to sleep. But, oh, you can't sleep because now you got to be super dad. You got to be super husband. Let's go on vacation. Let's go have date night this week. Let's go take the kids out here. You know, we saw uh, during Hard Knocks, we had that late bye week. Xavier Rose took his kids over here and all, all this other stuff. I really hate it because it's almost like it's almost like work. You know, if you're working hard throughout the day, but you take a lunch, like an hour lunch, and then you come back, you don't want to work. But if you take a 30-minute lunch, hey, okay, I still feel feel rejuvenated. This bye week so late into the year, and I people don't understand, I don't even understand how much work, stress, and mental stress goes into an NFL season. And they're going to go 13 weeks straight, and who, know, who knows what the standings are going to be. Maybe Tennessee's chasing them. Maybe Jacksonville's chasing them. Maybe they're chasing Jacksonville. Maybe they're chasing Tennessee. And they come out flat-footed. I do think, now Carson Wentz was bad. We all know that. The team fell apart. But I think having that week 14 by last year had something to do with that. I do think that did. It was so late in last the year. Last year was 13. Okay, 13. It was so late in the year. Like, I hate these late season buys. I hate them. So I'm also not the biggest fan of the super late buy. I do think it's better than the super early buy. Um, like, I'd rather have the week 14 buy than the week six buy. Um, usually I want to be in the, like, 8 to 12 range um, in the middle, basically, a little maybe on the earlier end, later end. Week 13 or 14 isn't great. Week 6 and 7 isn't great. But I definitely prefer 14 than 6 or 7. And there's two ways to look at it. It's going to be a long time before you get that buy. You take care of business before the buy. You get a very well-needed break right before the end of the season. Finish it off strong. Where your stretch after that buy, 15, 16, 17, and then 18, obviously, isn't too bad when you looked at everything else. Um, we're going to get into it a little bit. Um, but Vikings um, at Minnesota, um, Chargers are going to be at home on Monday night football, go to the Giants, and then you have the Texans to end the year. The Vikings and Chargers will be tough games. Um, and the Giants and Texans, I mean, are never going to be pushovers, obviously, the, the NFL. But on paper, you should beat both those teams at the end. So getting a bye right before the Vikings, um, a team that's going to be solid, it's not awful. It's, it's not the best case scenario, but as long as you take care of business in the first 13 weeks, it, it, it's a blessing in my opinion. Yeah, you said after that bye week, you're going to be on the road against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is going to be slinging that football. You got Justin Jefferson, who's obviously there. Adam Thielen getting a little bit older, you know, brought in some, had some good draft picks. Uh, that's going to be on the road. That's going to be in late in, in 
you know, in December. So is it going to be snowing? It doesn't matter because you'll be in a stadium, a very nice stadium. Monday night football. That's the big one. That That's your big one, Destin. It's around Christmas time. I hope that doesn't interfere. Well, I mean, you're already season ticket holder, right? Yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. Okay, so that's um, already locked in. So, I mean, the Chargers game is the day after Christmas, I believe. Yeah, December Ooh. twenty. Yeah, December twenty sixth. So we'll get to go through all the holidays. I'll be exhausted the next day. But oh yeah, it's Monday night, so it'll be all right. Monday night um, football. But we'll. This is a fun one. This is what I had. This is one of the ones I had circled before the year because I think the Chargers had the best offseason, in my opinion, uh, from top to bottom of what they were able to do, retaining on offense, adding to the defense. Um, I'm a, one of the people that actually likes Brandon Staley as a head coach. I know he was kind of yes. over-criticized last year, very aggressive type coach. I, I mean, we have Frank Reich, so I mean, we're used to being the, in the aggressive side of things on the going for it on fourth down and in the red zone areas but I'm always going to be someone that wants that type of coach over a Kyle Shanahan that punts and kicks field goals, his ways into losing games all the time. Passiveness losing games would drive me nuts. Is Brandon Staley a little bit trigger happy on going for it? Maybe, but give me that type of coach over a passive coach any day. But I think this is going to be a really good game right before the playoffs where hopefully the Colts have set themselves up to be in, and hopefully they've already set themselves up to be clearly winning the AFC South by Week 16. But that's going to be a really big game to show you where this team is going into the playoffs because I think the Chargers are going to be one of those favorites to win that juggernaut of a division over there in the AFC West. So you win that game – that's sending you into the playoffs with the high. You have the Giants and Texans after that. You need to also take care of. Take hopefully, serious. you're in. Hopefully, you're in position to where you can sit players week 18 and prepare because you've prepped yourself that well. But that Chargers game to me is going to be the last game of the season where it's like this is who this Colts team is heading into the playoff. That's a big one. Uh, unless Daniel Jones decides he knows how to play quarterback and can play it well. And the hey, Giants if, Bri- are just... if Brian Dabble is actually a quarterback whisperer and he's the reason Josh Allen was successful and he re- rejuvenates Daniel Jones, I'll, I'll, I'll bite it. I'll, I'll take the L. Hey, man, they got Evan Neal. They, they, they got some players. You never know. Uh, so, yeah, Giants week 17, the G-man, you will be going on the road. Uh, to East Rutherford, and then you will finish up the regular season at home against the Houston Texans. You start the season week one in Houston. You will end the season week 18 in Houston. Now, guys, yes, we've been knowing this. The schedule is going to be tough, and this schedule is tough. But you know what? We look like we're going to be a tough team as well. So you know what schedule situation is fun. That we, you, know, you know what part we didn't even talk about much? What's that? the weather aspect of this road wise during the cold months, we only got one game that looks like it could be warm. We have Vegas in November, but every other road game, maybe Texas December 4th is a little warmer than other places. Well, they'll be indoors on. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. But, but other than that, I mean, Minnesota's new stadium, it'll be cold, but I think that's, I think they that's also indoors. have a dome now. Um, obviously, New York will not be indoors. That'll, that'll be outside um, Foxborough in November. 
also going to be cold. Tennessee in late October, that should be cold. We got Denver early October. That's probably in the range of when it's the fall and it shouldn't be too cold. But um, that's like that's like more around that time. You just worry about altitude, I think. Oh, I mean, it's not even it's not even that time. It's just always always yeah. <laughs> now now whoever the Colts kicker is we, we've struggled with the deep kicks um ho- hopefully Denver will be able to take care of that one um at mile high we get some long ones in there for them right. but but other than that I mean it just feels like all the road games are placed where just about all the ones you were hoping um could be later in the year where it won't be unbearable I mean you got Houston and Jacksonville to start off the year it'll probably still be significantly warmer in September than if you would have drew them in those in December. It's an interesting schedule. It is. I mean, we talked about it earlier. The five divisional games in the first seven is the big one. It's going to be how you react to those. Gut reaction. You look at the schedule, win, loss. What, what, what is your gut reaction right now with the Colts finish? Oh, man. Uh, including place in the AFC South. I think they will uh I think they'll win the division and I think they will end the season I want to say I'll say 10 and 7. I'll say 10 and 7. Uh I think they could either be I'll say the third seed. I'll say the third seed cuz I think the division winner I think Buffalo might might seed a little bit lower because in that division, it's also a little tough because the Jets got better. The Dolphins always seem to be a team that can just bite you out of nowhere. The Patriots got better. So that division is, is a little bit more tougher than ours. So I, I'll say 10 and 7 and we finish third. So I, I got it at 11 and 6. The AFC, man, I mean, there's been so much talk about how good the conference is and it is. But the interesting thing is, like, how many wins do I think the number one seed's going to be? Because is the number one seed going to come out of the AFC West where they have to play each other six times? The AFC North is going to be a dogfight. The AFC East is going to have multiple teams. The Bills are probably the favorite. New England's going to be around. Miami improved. The Jets improved. The AFC South is by far – the least talented in the AFC. It's probably a two-team race between Tennessee and Indianapolis. I think Jacksonville improved, but they improved the way Jacksonville always improves. But we'll see if the money um, correlation leads to play. Um, Houston on paper is still going to be pretty poor um, performance-wise. I think they're moving in the right direction. They added some pieces that will be fun on the defensive side of the ball for sure. But we'll, we'll have to see how it all adds up. I I, I want to say they're going to end up 11-6, and six, and I think that's going to be good enough for a top-two seed in the AFC just because of all, all the teams. Because I, I don't know for certainty if I can say – if I had to pick, I'd probably say the Bills end up as the one seed because I just can't see anyone in the AFC West winning 12 games. That would just be nuts to me, just looking at that division. The AFC North, I, I can't see them winning 12 games. For, uh, for week one against Houston – Again, for week one, those division week one games, they can go either way. And um, if I'm Especially Indy, with the Colts, we lost yeah. we lost at Jacksonville, like Phillip Rivers first year. Yeah. Their starting quarterback was Gardner Minshew. And that was their only win of the year. So Houston, 
I actually have a prediction for week one. It's not a win-loss. It's not a win-loss prediction. But I think the roof will be open in Houston. Because if Houston's trying to be smart, them indie boys don't know about Texas heat. So get that Texas heat in the stadium and dehydrate them or whatever they get. Gain any type of competitive advantage you can. And I'm going to say that. That's my little, I think the roof is going to be open week one. And these guys, their conditioning, their hydration is going to be tested. So I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I don't really have, have much again. Like, like I said, me personally for the playoffs, I want it pushed to eight teams. Like I, I really do. Cause the seven teams kind of, uh, the six teams never really made sense. I think for NFL playoffs, you should have eight teams in each conference and you then half get the league. You think then, half the league should be in the playoffs? Hey, more ratings, right? More ticket sales, right? Zero Come buys. Zero buys. Or are you going back to two? Huh? No, no, no buys. The entire playoff field gets a one week buy. Everybody gets a week to prepare. Now, you're nuts. Off to the recent races. Man, the- where uh, the NFLPA, if they're listening to this right now, they're they're putting Michael PV on their blacklist. They're striking <laughs> Michael PV. I don't no think they're striking for any team. And eight, you're, you're out here doing hey, too much, Michael. If I'm if I'm blacklisted by the NFLPA, at least I am not blacklisted. I am put on the board of trustees of the NFL that brings in the change. All right, uh, so I'll say that I that me, why not? Get eight teams each conference. Everybody gets a week off. Then here we go. Boom. Let's get it. Why not? I, I, I don't know. That's I, just my little thing there, I wanted to throw out there. there. There's a part of me that isn't even sure seven is better than six in the aspect of two teams not getting a bye. I don't think I could get on board to go to eight and zero teams get a bye. I just think the bye set up where a team earned it in the regular season. It's just like something they've earned. I think that just makes more sense to me personally and it's and it's a win and go home environment like we, we saw tennessee get the one seed last year get the bye and then lose at home against cincinnati um so i just think that buy is important personally but we'll see we'll see what happens I, they're not moving to eight anytime soon it took forever to get to seven and they were talking about it for like six seven years hey what new orleans did in the play-in this year being a 10th seed and then pushing the number one seed to six games in the actual playoffs, that got me thinking, why not? You know, let's do it. Come on. Uh, before we do, before we do get out of here, guys, this is really all we wanted to talk about. Bring the schedule to you guys. Talk about Philip Lindsay. Maybe, maybe, may not make the roster. Before we get out of here, guys, it is NBA season. It is conference finals season. There's four teams left. NBA lottery was today. Pacers were not lucky. They got the number six pick. They did not get number one. Orlando got number one. So to, to indulge, you know, our, our fan base is mostly, you know, Indiana. We know this. So for the Pacers, Destin, before we get out of here, talk just a little bit of basketball here, here real quick. Number six, how are the Pacers looking, man? Six isn't that bad. 
Um, the lottery setup is an interesting one where they had the fifth, the end of the year, the fifth worst team in the league. Um, so they had a better chance of getting the seven spot than any spot in the draft. Um, they had a very low chance of ending up at the five. So it felt like seven was going to be where their mark was. They ended up at the six. So they almost moved up a spot in my mind. Um, six isn't bad. There's six guys, um, six to seven guys in this class that I think are actually worth being lottery picks. Um, so being in that top seven was really important to me. Um, and I, I think from what I heard today and all I'll say before we keep moving is it feels like Indiana wants to move up. So we'll see how aggressive they get. Hey, hey moving up. I don't know who y'all going to get up, uh, move up to go to, but getting to the conference finals, we have a game actually going on right now. We're recording in the middle of Miami and Boston, a minute 25 left. Miami leads 114 to 107. Looks like the Celtics have uh, brought out the bench. Miami will go up 1-0 in the series. Who do you think comes out of, out of this series and why? Miami and Boston. I'm still going to go Boston, even with Al Horford and Marcus Smart missing the first two games, it looks like. Um, I just think the star power of Tatum and Brown are going to end up overtaking Miami. Um, so I'm going to take Boston. I think it'll be a good series, though. I think it's going to be a six or seven shootout either way. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of physicality in, in this series, man. I, I will say that. Miami, Boston, it feels new. I like to see new blood, new new teams every year, even though they are big big markets. They have been struggling to get to this stage for quite some years. Over in the Western Conference, obviously, you know, I'm a big Mavericks fan. Uh, we got the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Golden State Warriors, Steph, Clay, Draymond, you already know the Hall of Famers are ready. Uh, how do you see that series playing out? Uh, um, I mean, you're, you're a Mavericks fan. So, first of all, congratulations on your Mavericks being in the Western Conference Finals. I may have told you that I didn't see a way that would happen before the playoffs started, as my exact words. And they outplayed my expectations. Now, if I had to pick a winner between the Warriors and Mavs right now, I'm probably going to say Warriors and six um, from just how I look at how it matchups. I, I think Luke is the best player on the court, and I think if they find a way to advance, he'll be the best player on the court the rest of the playoffs either way. But I, I just think the overall team talent of Golden State is going to be too much for Dallas after Luka. I think in terms of – Talent. Phoenix was more talented than Golden State. And I mean, I, I agree with you. You know, we talked back and I told you, I, I think this team can make it to the conference final. I didn't think they were going to make it to the conference finals like that. I, I didn't see that. Uh, they just came out and just straight up smacked the damn Suns. Uh, but this series, man, it is, I still haven't picked a winner. Honestly, I, I, I won't give my prediction yet. I'll, I'll make it tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I think these two teams match up really well. I mean, small ball lineup teams, you know, the, you know, who who's who's going to be taken out first? Dwight Powell, Kevon Looney. I really hope Steve Kerr's plan is not to put Draymond on Luka because that dude's going to get in foul trouble and the Warriors are going to be in some big trouble. Maybe so, Wiggins. So you mean you do hope that happens? I mean – I, I, I'll, 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 I'll hope for it. Okay. Uh, I just see nothing but Warriors fans 
Warriors in four, Warriors in five. Hey, man, Mavericks, maybe they may not, maybe they're not supposed to be here. I really don't care. We're here. So it's a fun experience. It feels great to be on this stage, to be one of four teams with a legit shot at a championship. I love it. I mean, you're t- are y'all's teams not in the conference finals? How ghetto. So uh, other than that, I, I don't know, dude. Steph, Clay, they haven't been Steph and Clay this year. They haven't, but they're still getting to the Western Conference Finals and they're still here. So the biggest thing is going to be Draymond Green in this series. I think that's going to be the biggest key for the Warriors because he does everything. He does everything. You can't convince me Draymond is not more important to the Warriors than anyone else on their squad. You can't convince me. And then the Mavericks, dude, you're playing with house money, man. You were picked to lose against the Jazz. You were picked to get swept against the Suns. Not even supposed to be here. We're supposed to be draft planning and free agency news right now. In Cabo. Cabo. We're we're supposed to be there. Luca's supposed to be back in Slovenia right now. We're playing with house money. So I'm riding with my boys. I'm happy about it. If we get beat by the Warriors, we're in the conference finals, man. I have nothing bad to say about the Warriors. Class acts, champions, Hall of Famers. They're deep. Steve Kerr, one of the better coaches. It's going to be a fun series. I'll just say that, man. It's going to be fun. So other than that, guys, that is going to do it for the Blue Stable, this edition of the Blue Stable podcast, the official cult podcast of Fansided. Check us out there. You know, you can go to, you know, maybe their website. They have our podcast embedded. But what you can also do is go to the Blue Stable website where our podcast is also embedded. We got articles. We got graphic. We got all this stuff for you guys to check out, okay? So if you have made it this long in in the video here, guys, I really appreciate it. Destin appreciates it. All of us at the Blue Stable appreciate it. If you can do us one quick favor, guys, like this video, subscribe. We're trying to get help. We're trying to get to 50,000. You know, put put 50,000 out there. You know, we we, want to keep making content for you guys. We love you guys. If y'all can do us a quick favor, like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube. That will be all fine and dandy. We would appreciate it, guys, so much. So other than that, Destin, any closing remarks? Nothing I can think of right now. OTAs are around the corner. Training camp is around the corner. We're really close to it feeling like football is actually back. The schedule um, being announced is always the big one um, where it just feels like we're itching for more football. The schedule's here. We know who we're playing, when we're playing them. OTAs and training camp are around the corner. We're going to get to see football um, again here soon. So just get pumped, everybody, and just always go Colts. And you know what season it is, Destin? Michael Pittman Jr. season about to sun everyone in the AFC South, the AFC West, the NFC East. He's about to sun everybody. Don't think I've gotten off that bandwagon because I am driving it. So other than that, guys, I'm Michael Pivia. He is Destin Adams. We will be back with you next week, hopefully with the whole gang, hopefully with the whole gang here with you. So, guys, thank you again. Check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check us out on the website, the Blue Stable website. Link will be down in the description below. Y'all take care. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.